0: Or are you feeling like you're in a situation that's just leaving you unsatisfied? You feel like you're just wanting more, that like, this isn't it. Maybe you've had a spark, a thought, and you've kind of thought, well, maybe I really want to be doing this, or I really think that I, I'm passionate about this. But something's stopping you from taking those steps or from making that pivot towards, towards that thing that's in the back of your head. So many people have come to me feeling like they're stuck or they're unhappy, and maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship, um, or maybe it's just the drive that you, you just have to keep moving forward that just keeps you going and keeps you giving and keep, keeps, you, keeps you plugging away on this path, but you know in the back of your head, like, this isn't it. Meanwhile, how many of us have, have had that inner voice that's telling us, what if, I could do this. Like if I had a magic wand, if I had won the lottery, or if I have whatever it is, what is that thing that would you would do? What is that thing that you're passionate about? Well, this is the pivot. This is where our passion and our soul is calling us to do one thing, but kind of our ego is keeping us on this other path of safety and security and certainty. And so that's what's stopping us, I believe. And this is the conversation that I'm really excited to have with my dear friend, Carrie Gavin, who I knew her as a photographer. Before being a photographer, she was a teacher. And now she is a success and business mentor. And I'm actually working with her on a program called Passion, um, Passion to Profit. So I'm excited to have her join me. But today we're going to talk about how can we, well, what is the power in the pivot and how we, can we trust our passion to guide us? Stay tuned. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Simple Awakenings Podcast, where we offer people at a turning point simple strategies to help you find clarity in the chaos of your life. I'm your host, Jennifer Rentolo. This is the Simple Awakenings podcast, where you can find clarity in the chaos. Simple Awakenings shares real-life lessons from real people who have had experiences that help them awaken to the simple truth of what they need to thrive in their life. These are conversations helping us evolve and awaken in how to simplify life in parenting, in education, and in the way we interact with the world around us. Let's ripple change through awareness and connect with our mind, body, and spirits one conscious conversation at a time. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. I'm, I'm so, so happy, happy to there. see you. I'm so happy to have you on. We've we literally have, have sort of had these little little um, conversations, but you are such a wealth of knowledge and all of your pivots, all of the different things. I mean, let me just tell you a little bit about my friend Carrie so here. <laughs> we got a lot going on. And <laughs> and I say that because. I, I I didn't even realize how much she had going on. Because again, I knew her as a photographer and as my friend. And I knew she took this pivot to go into the business mentoring arena. But um, Carrie is a best-selling author. She is a brain-based, heart-led success and business mentor to creative coaches and service-based entrepreneurs. Kind of like me. Um, She is a former teacher. She's turned successful professional photographer for about 17 years, Um, professional success and business mentor for the last eight years. And this was all soul aligned pivots. So that felt terrifying. Of course, of course. And so I love that you, you have really kind of stepped into your power. You've had multiple pivots. And guess what? Well, I want her to tell us the story, but I can say she's had the courage to face uncertainty and to take risks in order to do so in uncertain times. So I just am so inspired by your story. Can you, can you tell us kind of like just a little background about what made these pivots happen and what
1: was, what was driving you and what was stopping you? Totally. Um, first, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I feel like I want to say all the things. So feel free to interrupt me if it's a little rambly, just like shoot in your question here and there. Um, so my story is actually in my bestselling book, uh, Women Who Dream right here. Um, it's a co-authored book. And my story, my chapter in it is about this very thing. So I call it the journey of being a success seeker and becoming a self-trusted CEO, meaning chief empowered operator of your life. So that's the framework I bring people through, right? So for me, my story really started um, when I was six. I was in the grocery store with my mom and an older woman, like, think Mrs. Doubtfire, like quintessential, just like the cutest. Yes, totally, (laughs) right? And so she said to me, oh my goodness, like I was twirling around in the checkout line like kids do or whatever. And she said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I looked at her with such conviction. And I said, I want to be a mom. And she said, oh, but what do you really want to be? Now, at six, I might have been seven. It was an instant shift in my brain that that is not allowed.
0: Or that that is not enough. Right. Right, That's
1: what I mean. Like, that's not allowed to be like your life career. Right. And my little brain was like, I'm so confused. This is the thing I've wanted to do since I even came into the world. Like I just knew I wanted to be a mom. And so I immediately abandoned myself and I said, well, I want to be a teacher because in my brain, that's a mom to 26 kids. It's the next best thing. So I said, and she said, oh, that that's a lovely idea. Like that was it. And so fast forward,
0: like you have permission to do that. Totally.
1: So there were different times in my life where I started to learn from the world as we do that there are conditions set up for us. Now, it wasn't until way later doing all this personal growth. And I started to discover I continuously gave my power away to other people that knew more than me. Right. Mm -hmm. So at the core of it, this is always about self-trust and as life does life set me up for all kinds of circumstances that was just going to reveal to me that narrative right so it was you know asking other people should I go to college or not it was asking other people should I take this job or not it was always looking for outside validation so I'll fast forward a little bit more and I uh Got my master's, I was a teacher, and then I had my son, and I really wanted to be home with my kids, right? I wanted to be a mom. That was my dream. So I decided I was going to stay home with him, and I started I had always loved photography and I started taking friends of friends, friends of family photos. And I quickly realized with the help of one of my dear friends, Melissa, I didn't even know photography was a profession. I just thought it was like a hobby. And she was like, you have an eye for this. You can't teach that. You can learn the business, but you should really give this a shot. It's like, what? Okay. So I, um, before that, the other biggest point for me was when I was finishing college, my best friend passed away unexpectedly, went to sleep, never woke up 21, ruined my life for quite a long time. Oh. So I, I was the only one in our Um, grade that had an extra semester, she and I were going to live together. Now, this is a pivotal moment for me, because everybody told me I had to go back to college to finish my degree, my undergrad. And I was like, I can't live there. Like, I can't live where we were supposed to live. And nobody else is going to be there. This is too painful. Like, I don't want to do it. So I ended up, this is when I really started to learn how to trust myself and what that felt like in my body. and. I did a lot of journaling, I did a lot of therapy, I did a lot of talking, and ultimately came to the decision that was best for me was to commute to my college two hours, sit through six hours of classes, drive two hours home. Don't ask me how I did that because now that seems crazy to me, but it was my survival. She would have been so disappointed if I didn't finish. I knew I had to finish, but I had to do it in a way that worked for me. That was the biggest catalyst that I started as an adult 21-ish, right? Where I started to see like, wait, maybe I get a say in this. So that was 21. Fast forward to when I was 26, had my son, started my photography business. It was great. It was thriving pretty quickly. It was amazing. I had amazing clients. I still do. Like I just, it was so fun. I couldn't believe you could make a living with a passion and serve people. Like it was amazing. And then I got divorced I had my daughter too, then I got divorced. Then I got divorced, I was 30. I had two kids under the age of four, almost two, almost four. And success was the only option. Being successful in this creative business, which was successful, but it wasn't my full time. I was married, so it wasn't just on me. And now it was. Mm. So this was my second invitation from life to really trust myself. Now, I know there are good people in our life and they are helping us to make decisions for what they think is best for us. But Most of those people were telling me, you have a master's degree. Go back to be a teacher, right? We want you to be safe. you got to take care of your kids. How are you going to feed your kids? And it was so challenging to buck the narrative and say, I have a business. This is what I'm going to do. I know they were coming from a good place, but it was one of the pivotal points where I had to say, I don't know what this is gonna look like, but this is right for me and I have to do this. Mm -hmm. So I did. And that's when I I was voted best of Austin photographer. I got all these awards, like I was connected in the industry and it was amazing and it was great, but I was with my kids, Yeah, right? I wanted a business where I could work and be with my kids. That's what I created. Yep. So I'll, I'll skip a little bit forward. I'm divorced, business is good. Kids are good. Everything is great. And I started to become too busy. And then I started to have people coming to me saying, how did you start your business? How did you become successful? And for me, it's never been about the content, meaning it's not the photography that makes me successful. It's all the business stuff I had invested in my own mentors, my own learning, learning the business stuff, because it's like 10% shooting and 90% business, right? Everything right. always is. Yep. So um so then I started coaching other creatives, other service-based people, other, you know, just people that wanted to start a business from something they loved. And I totally tapped myself out because I was doing two businesses, I was missing my own life. I landed myself in the ER with an anxiety attack, but I thought I was having a heart attack twice. Mm. Um it was too much, and so I had to draw a line in the sand to pivot again, which was mostly retired photography, and I loved it. And here's the thing that I think so many of us miss, and maybe you can resonate with this, is just because it's working, we're so scared to stop. Yeah. Right? That's so why like, I
0: stayed with my my fitness business for so yes. long.
1: Right, because, like, it's working, and there's yeah. clients, and there's money, and right. whatever. Right. But I knew in my heart, like, helping people create financial freedom, time freedom, living in their purpose, living at their passion, serving more of the world. Like that was my greater calling. So I had to say, I'm mostly retiring photography. I say mostly because I'll still always shoot for my favorite people. Um, But I really want them.
0: You sure are. (laughs) She's a phenomenal photographer. I will say she's got an amazing
1: eye, but yes. Yes. So I decided to just go all in with this mentoring and, you know, and so the, the edge that's a little different for me is it's sort of under the lens of like mindset work. Right. But for me, one of my clients coined me a possibility dealer
0: because
1: you're, I'm constantly offering different perspectives, which allows us a little bit more freedom, a little bit more space. And so what I realized was the uncertainty in my life is the place that allowed me to learn lean into my most self trust right mm. and it allowed me to see what i needed to do even though everybody else was telling me that was a bad idea right and that's the hard work is right. when people are telling you you like why are you giving this up you shouldn't do that it's it makes sense it's great and i know it's coming from a good place but it's so important for us to actually check in with ourselves first and yep. see if that really is like our next step, you know? Yeah. So,
0: Carrie, I got to say, like, I love that you say that that uncertainty is that place that you found kind of the most opportunity, Mm -hmm. Um, but I can hear my listeners' eyes rolling or the questions like, what, like how? Because inherently, many of us and how many of my listeners out there are caught up in all the shoulds, are... Mm -hmm. Getting that not enough button triggered and touched or that scarcity button triggered yeah. and, and touched because you're worried that there won't be enough. Or if you stop what you're doing, the, the abundance, the, the notoriety, so, the work, the flow will go away. I mean, I, yeah. I I completely can hear you, and I think that the the very powerful thing that you talked about that I talk about all the time, because this is my client; these are the people that come yeah. to me, are those people that are caught up in the shoulds, that don't mm-hmm. trust themselves, that are looking to everybody else to give them the answers, yeah, and they're afraid, they're afraid of the uncertainty, they're afraid of the discomfort of not knowing. I would of assert having even safety. more than that.
1: Yeah. Even more than that, they're afraid of doing
0: it wrong. 100%, which right, you know, the fear of failure's all that. But when we do that, I love that you said this, you give your power away. So one of the big things that I talk about all the time is how do you take back your power? Mm-hmm. Right? And you you have to unpack all the shoulds. You have to unpack all of the the whispers and get to the heart of what you did. And I love that you said this, the invitation from life. Mm -hmm. That invitation from life is those opportunities that are telling you either this isn't working or the opportunities that are saying this is the way to go. Like to pivot you, which we both believe and hopefully by now my listeners are starting to get that it is, it, you really have to trust the magic in the challenges, the magic of the whispers and the messages that are constantly coming to us that we allow other people and the noise outside of us to drown out instead yeah. of tuning into those whispers that's our soul and our spirit telling us this is the way, this is what you need, this is
1: what to do. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree totally. And I think it's even sometimes too hard to hear that because it's like, I don't even know what those whispers are. Right. First and foremost. So, you know, when people are rolling their eyes and saying like, oh, good for you, like it, it worked out for you. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that it wasn't scary. But one of the things this is why I love perspective, because <clears throat> I made a post the other day. I think I was even sharing it with you that that said We don't have any problems. We just have a perspective, right? And so that's very freeing to me. And that's the very thing that shifted my ability to start listening to that little voice inside was when I started asking myself two questions. One, can I know for sure this is gonna fail? And the other thing I was asking myself is, what if it ends up better? Yeah, right. And that was born out of desperation. It wasn't like this, like, positive thinking, like, I'm just going to believe in the good. It was like, it cannot get any worse, any more scary. So what if it's better than this, right? And so what I really felt in that moment was, when I was making these big life decisions, the thing that I kept feeling was, the very nature of life is uncertainty, the difference is the narrative is because our brain is designed to predict, predict and protect us, yep. it's going to be scary. But the yep. truth is anything is possible that's uncertain, Yep. right? And so the thing that I live by is it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know that it's going to be bad. Yes, I have all kinds of evidence, right? My mentor says all the time, past hurt informs future fear. Absolutely. What we have been through is just giving us evidence in our brain that we don't want to feel that again. And we don't want to be disappointed again. And the reality is we think we won't be able to handle it, but we will. We've handled every single thing in our life up until now, right? 100%. Yep. So you're still going to be able to handle it. Whatever it is may not be a deal, may not be what you want. You're going to be able to handle it. It's going to be fun. And what if it's better? Because right. that's equally as possible as a, as an opportunity to show up right? It's just our brain doing that thing where we're like, Oh, I had a past experience. I was disappointed. I don't want to feel that again. And this is a new experience.
0: Yeah. Right. That's the ego trying to protect
1: you. And totally, exactly. And it's even just a, it's just like, from a neuroscience perspective, it's trying to avoid pain. Like we're trying to not feel that chemical cocktail of adrenaline and cortisol and like, Yep. I don't want to be stressed out. So yep. our body is doing its job, which is actually a really good thing because it works. Yeah. Right? No, It's exactly. a good thing. But well, we get to choose. That's the difference. Well, and I think a
0: really important thing that um, I'm working on in my, in my product, um, I think a really good thing for us to recognize is that feeling that we get when we are anxious or we are nervous or we are excited is the same. That Mm -hmm. adrenaline, that, well, oxytocin release, which is another stress hormone, right? But when we get that flood and that like tingling, heart speeding up, it doesn't always mean it's bad. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always need to be a bad feeling. It can be, there was a great TED Talks by um, this woman, uh, her last, I think it was Michelle McGonigal, but I, I share it and it's talking about the positive stress hormones. When mm-hmm. there is that uncertainty, when you are sort of on that precipice, you're standing on the edge and you're like, I either have to take this leap or I'm yeah. going to get buried here or whatever, but you're being called, right? Life life is giving you that invitation to, to trust and to mm-hmm. jump and to leap, right? When that happens... That feeling that we get, that excitement, can sometimes feel like anxiety, can sometimes feel that same kind of stress. And we, I love that you said perspective, we get to choose. Our choice is our biggest power, right? We get to choose what we decide to look at it like. We decide what is a stressor and what's not a stressor. We can know that our brain is going to tell us all sorts of stories and we can say to our brain, "Thank you, ego, for trying to protect me, but I got
1: this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Which let." Which takes practice. practice. Yes, one hundred percent. Right? It's, it's not takes- one and done. It's not yeah. a one and done, and people think it is all the time. Like, I already went through this. Why am I not healed? Right. Well, P.S. Um, healing is a practice, and so. we keep getting
0: these little messages. We keep getting these nudges by the universe, by you know, our yeah. soul, basically testing us and saying, "Uh, nope." I mean. That's been my experience. And I think it's, it's our resistance
1: that creates the oh, stress, and right? And the other thing about it is like, e- because I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a word nerd and I'm very intentional with language. And even as like, uh, my perspective is it's not even a test from the universe. I like to think about it for me. And my experience is it's like an upward spiral of like, okay, you went through this. This is how you handled it. Now we have a similar experience. How have you elevated? One, right. What's different? Because when I feel like, oh my God, the universe is testing me. Right. I remember hearing that for years. Like, well, you're going to come to a point and the universe is going to test you. And I'm like, wait, I don't like tests. I'm already nervous. Like, don't do that. It's more of an
0: opportunity to practice what you Totally. 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 And
1: I know we're saying the same thing. Yeah. 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 But I, it's like, it's that feeling of like, is it's, it's still supporting me. Like life supports us inherently. Like that's just the way it is. We have a conversation that life is hard and we have all these challenges we have to get through. And like, yes, life can feel that way. But again, it's not a truth. It's an opportunity. It's life is happening for you or life is happening to you. You get to pick one. You're a victim and Mm -hmm. one you're empowered exactly so or a yeah how you want to feel so I
0: this kind of brings me to my next question which is really about what many people are struggling with which is those obstacles those challenges those what- ifs and that but I you know I need to be able to provide for my family or mm-hmm. I need to you know I need this insurance or you know what What's keeping them sort of in the certainty? So can you speak on any of that kind of, how can somebody start to pivot and what are the obstacles or the challenges they might face?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a matter of first awareness. Right. Awareness is always baseline. Like we have to have an awareness. So if you're feeling like you're snapping all the time, you're exhausted all the time, you are, you know, you're in a nine to five and you hate it and you want to just do something you're passionate about, but you don't even know what that looks like. We're talking baby steps. We just have to acknowledge like, maybe this isn't for me and I need to start thinking about doing something else. Yep. Okay, cool. So give so, yourself permission. Yeah. Right. That's the very first step of the awareness that like, mm-hmm. if you're feeling this discontentment somewhere in your life, that's just feedback for you to pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the little whispers that you call it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you, the universe is saying like, hey, may, might be another option here. Like, let's just get curious. Yeah. So first, after we're curious and we start to say like, hey, maybe I'll do something else. The most important thing is acknowledging one, if you're feeling this resistance to everyday life, or you're just feeling this low grade frustration all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe it's something to consider that you might want to do something different. Right. And then start to dip your toe in it. If you are considering doing something that just brings you joy, like painting or walking or photography or Reiki, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Just start to bring lifeblood back into your life. Go mm-hmm. for what I call joy snacks. Yeah. Whatever are little things in your day, just like we have snacks throughout the day, find little pockets that make you happy. For me, my joy snacks are Dave Matthews on and the sunroof open driving on the road or drinking my coffee on the back deck, looking at my brand new little garden that I don't know what I'm doing, but I decided I'm doing it this year. And it makes me so happy to see things growing every day. It's a little snack for your heart, Yep. but you have to build it into your day, right? Yep. So you I hear all the time, it. Yeah. yes, I hear all the time, like I have a nine to five and I want to do this, but I don't know what I'm going to do. Or I already have a full schedule of my own business. I don't have time for me. And I would assert you actually don't have time not to. So it doesn't have to be big things, but just start introducing little things that feel happy or joyful or fun or whatever, because when you start to bring those feelings back, your your b- brain and your body is going to be like, oh yeah, we want more of that, right? So the challenges you're going to come up against are ultimately when you have to make the choice, right? When I was deciding, do I keep my photography or do I go all in coaching? Do I, you know, do I keep both? Do I figure like whatever? And, and ultimately by that point, you're going to have the evidence and the feedback that you're gonna know what's right for you. There's no, like, you can't ignore it. It just becomes clearer the more you do things, right? It's like, and that is where your self trust comes in that you have to be willing to acknowledge, like, I've handled everything up until now. I will continue to handle things, however, it works out. One of my favorite analogies is to use the uh, Waze app in our phone. When we decide we're going to drive from here to California and we put in Disneyland, there are infinite ways that we can get there, right? Mm -hmm. And if I start taking the highway and then I get off the highway and I make a wrong turn, it doesn't just quit. It tells me one word, recalculating. rerouting. So Mm -hmm. all I'm doing is maybe taking a scenic route to the thing I'm supposed to end up at. Okay, cool. I don't have to judge myself on it, right? Right. So there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. And we go on this path and we decide, I'm going to do this until it works. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's going to be three months and maybe that's going to be five years. But when you know and you're aligned with what you're doing, there is no room for, I'm just going to quit. Your soul doesn't let you. Maybe you take a break. Maybe you go get a job. Maybe you a traditional nine to five job, whatever. Yeah. Maybe you come back, whatever, but you will not be able to escape it because it's a truth for you. Yep. Right. So it's remembering you can't get it wrong. You can't mess it up. You've handled everything up until now, and it might just be even greater than you can imagine.
0: I I love that. I I, I have like several clients that I've worked with who've come to me. And usually it's like this stress overwhelm. So it's hitting the yep. button, reconnecting to themselves, starting to trust themselves. Yep. But um, a big part of it is many of my people are in jobs that they are surviving. Mm-hmm. They are not finding joy in it and they are kind of just putting in their time. And then they, they kind of say, well, I'll do this for a little while and then at this point, I can retire, you know, maybe because their kids are out of school um, and and they think, well, at this point, that's when I'll start focusing on myself. And when I asked them, like one, one client in particular was working for her husband and, the, and it was not work that brought her joy. It was sort of a should, a have to do, but she was a creative. She was an artist and she wanted to, you know, do more things that were more graphic and you know that kind of stuff so i said well what if you looked for little opportunities to do little projects for people Mm -hmm. you know so she started to get involved with the boosters the pto and she started doing their graphics and she started to do that kind of as a side piece yep and then the more work started to come to her she was like oh it was like affirming of wow this is i'm really good at this and i was like exactly So the more you do it, and how do you feel when you're doing it? Oh, I'm so excited. And it like started to light her up versus the work that she was doing that was very compressing and very uh, confining, where it just touched on all the things that she – all. it actually – the job she was doing was touching on all of those not enough buttons, right? Mm -hmm. And then when she stepped into this this creative realm – she was able to do that. And for a while, she still had to help her husband, but she was sure. able to do that to get those little joy snacks that you were talking about. Totally. So I feel like that's a great way to start. And then I have another client of mine who works um, for a non-for-profit and she really wants to start her own business, and but she needs the benefits. She needs the steady income and all this stuff. So she's afraid. And I understand that. So for all your listeners sure. out there that are like, yeah, that's great. I think we both completely understand totally. that there is sort of a reality of life when you do have these demands and you do need to have that sec- that element of safety and security. And I guess just to kind of clarify what you were saying, I guess what what you're saying and what I would encourage too is just to find those moments to start to exercise that passion mm-hmm. and follow that passion yes. and
1: see where it leads you. And totally. And, and the, there's that, no, there's nobody saying like, once you start doing it, you have to start a business around it. But no, the, what but happens like is how, you actually, you yeah, yeah, what you're doing is opening creative pathways in your brain, which gives you access to different thinking, right? right? So you might start painting, but then realize that sketching is really fun. And then you realize that graphic design is really something you never explore, but you're super into it. Nobody's saying quit your job and be a graphic designer tomorrow, but you can lay out a six month, 12 month plan and say, I'm going to financially prepare for this and be able to do the work, like to figure out what that might be. Right. You're not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm going to start a business tomorrow and like, forget the rest of my responsibilities. Yes, Some people have done that. I wouldn't recommend it because of what it does to your nervous system. It's Mm -hmm. not helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're the type of person that you work good under pressure and you're willing to be committed and you don't have this like whole family to support mm-hmm. and it's just you or just you and your husband or your wife or what, like if you have a circumstance where that feels good to you, then trust it, do it. Yeah. I personally, overarching over the last 15 years of entrepreneurship, you know, really working with other people, I wouldn't recommend it personally because it just brings up all the fears and that's the opposite of what you're going for. Um, but it's not to say it's impossible. I've seen it a hundred times over, like mm-hmm. people do it all the time. Yeah. You can, you can partly do it. You can baby stuff it. Like there are infinite ways that you can do that. But the most important thing is not even the content of what you're choosing. Doesn't matter what it is that's bringing you joy. It's the process, like everything else, that's activating a different way of being in your life, and mm-hmm. you see the world differently.
0: Absolutely. And just as you're talking, and I was as I was thinking of another client of mine that um, you know was in this job that she didn't feel like sparked by, but she Mm -hmm. felt like I'm good at this. Right. And then she was constantly seeking joy and seeking sort of fantastical moments outside. Um, and learning all these other things that, but when we boiled it down, it was like, what's leading here. Is it your ego that is leading and that you are allowing to drive the bus? Right. Or Are you allowing your soul to lead sometimes and for them to switch off? It's like, you know, that long cross-country journey, right? Sometimes you need your ego to lead because you need to make sure that you're safe and you're being logical and you're following, you know, you're able to follow the directions. But sometimes, especially in those moments where you're feeling a little off course Mm -hmm. or you need to reroute, that's when your soul needs to take the wheel. Yeah, That's when your soul needs to guide you because it's those whispers. And again, I mean, I am a testament to you never know what you can handle until it's given to you. I mean, with my kids, you know, I remember, uh, you know, having going to the hospital with one of my sons for the neurological checkups and seeing all the kids that were bald from cancer and seeing all the kids that were in the, you know, the wheelchairs and those that had cerebral palsy. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh, thank God. Like, you know, because our our brains, our ego wants to compare. And that's what makes us feel better is we want to compare and say, okay, well, at least I don't have that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward a couple of years down the road and I have that. I have a kid that's diagnosed with cancer and I have a son who I remember in an IEP meeting, they referred to him as having CP yeah, because he had an anoxic brain event. So I remember thinking like, oh my God. And then I'm like, but girl, you handled that. You're handling it. So you never know what you can handle until you're faced with it. And this is where the self-trust comes in. Totally. Right? You have to
1: trust that everything you need is inside of you. Everybody said, you know, in hindsight, people are like, how did you handle when you lost your, you know, when your best friend passed away? How did you handle when you were divorced with two small kids with a creative business? How did you handle, like, when, you know, my fiance fell off the roof? and How did you handle, like... Like, oh, how yeah. did you handle? You just do. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's the the Navy's motto is, just deal with it, right yeah. That there's no emotion in there. And it doesn't mean we bypass our emotion. It means whatever circumstances come up, you look at it, you deal with it, you handle it, and you keep going because yeah. you're still here. That's it. and i and I think what really helps you keep
0: going, what helped me keep going, and I know what helped you keep going is that you're not alone. You have support. Totally. You have people there helping you out. Right. And, you know, we are very fortunate, Carrie, to live in a phenomenal community where totally, you know, people come out. Um, so, but I think that's important too. And again, what stops us? Cause I was one of those people that had a really hard time letting other people help me. and giving Well, that me, was one know, of our
1: lessons, Is one of our life lessons, right? You and I are similar in that sense where life revealed to us a circumstance that we had to start to embody the ability to receive. Yeah. Right. Especially when you're a giver. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So it's like, that's those are the ways that really changed my life for me and really got me rooted into self trust was to see like, okay, instead of seeing every challenge that's being thrown my way is like, you know, I'm a victim to these things, it really was like, what is life showing me 100% and the magical messages, Yeah, right. And what can I do with that to actually better? You know what, that's why I got into mentoring. I, yes, I'm a teacher at heart. And I love helping people. And I love whatever, but to be able to help people feel less alone and be the like success shortcut for you. Yeah, there's nothing that makes me happier to be like, Oh, my God, you get to create money and memories, being who you are and doing it your way. And I want to save you all the heartache. Yes, that's why I said yes to this, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that's what felt right. And so it's exactly what you say, like, you hear these little, you feel these little nudges, right? And I don't know about you. But for me, when people would talk about this stuff, I'd be like, how do you know? Like, what does it sound like? Mm. Is it a voice in your head? Like, I don't think I have that. What's going on? Yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And for me, like, it was a visceral feeling. Like I could yeah. feel it in my body where I was like, no, this is yeah. a task. Like, yeah. and I didn't know that that was my way of my body's telling me, this is my intuition. This is my yeah. self-trust of saying yeah. like, this is this is not a past. But I have a like I have clients that are like they literally hear the words in their head. Like they yeah, I do. Everybody yeah, is I different. Do. But
0: here's the really important thing for all of you listeners out there, because I'm sure some of you are like, Yeah, I don't have that. We all have it. We you do. all have it. But the key is we can't hear it or feel it if we're pedal to the metal, foot going, and future focused. We can only hear that when we are paused and present. Mm-hmm. And when we allow ourselves that moment of stillness doesn't yeah. need to be, you know, a sabbatical, it doesn't need to be a retreat, <laughs> it doesn't need to be, it needs to be a moment of stillness mm-hmm. yeah, where you can actually, I love to say, pause, reset, and
1: connect. Totally. There's sort of two camps of people, right? When it comes to creating a life or a business or something that you love, where it's you hustle till your eyes bleed mm-hmm. and you hustle wrecking. till your eyes bleed Ooh, what an image Gary I know <laughs> like I'm, my hustle eyes are no, bloodshot no, I'm exhausted <laughs> yeah right it's like I'm so tapped out I look like I'm strung out whatever yeah. you know get up at 5 a.m go to bed at 3 a.m like whatever that's yeah. past it's not for me I no. But then there's the other camp where it's like, life will just show up for me and I don't have to do anything. And it's so flowy and the universe supports me. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know if it's really that either. Right? So it's the both and. It's, yep. You need the mindset stuff, but you also need the strategy stuff. Right? You yep. need to have a little bit of both. And it's that's all I've ever done. With and people, the soul right? balance. Yes. Yes. It's totally. the ego and the soul balance. 100%. But it's also, it's the same with learning to to turn down the volume of fear and turn up the volume of self-trust because you don't have to do it perfect. You don't have to meditate for an hour every day. You don't have to have the perfect morning routine. You don't have to have, you know, this like overly scheduled Google calendar of all the things like when we yep. say it's a moment by moment thing it's literally sitting in your car for three extra minutes when your kids go in the house yeah but not picking up your phone and scrolling Yeah. just sit there for a second and breathe like feel yep. in your body actually yep. take a deep breath you know how many of us are breathing shallow consistently oh, yeah. and we think oh, it's yeah. a baseline yeah right give your body some oxygen stand up stretch for a minute like right stand outside with the sun on your face and just stand there for a minute. And you yep. would be fascinated to know how many people struggle with just that. Well, and I think it's what, what a lot of people that
0: I've worked with and a lot of women in my world, they they keep themselves distracted because they don't want to feel. They're afraid right. to feel. They're afraid to sit and, and they're afraid of the voices. But here's the really cool thing. It's in those moments of discomfort. Mm-hmm that you can choose to consciously take back your power over those thoughts by reframing them, right? By changing the voices in your head, by giving you enough. I like to say, flip the script,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: change totally. change the story, change, change the record, change what keeps playing in your head. And when you start doing that and think of it, it's, it's not a marathon. You don't go from the couch to a marathon, right? You, right. It's, it's one moment, one step, one thought, one choice, one action at a time. That's how you start to create this change and to exercise that
1: passion and that pivot. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, even, even more important around that is so many of us are experiencing this frustration, right? We're feeling like some of, some people might be listening to that and being like, I don't even know, like, I'm not afraid to feel my feelings, but I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. And Mm -hmm. so what that really speaks to is that the tiny little space that you can create when you invite the idea that life occurs, but your perspective about life may or may not be supportive. So what I mean by that is the way that you see the world may not be the way that everybody sees the world. Of course. It's right? yeah. But it feels like that's the way it is. Of course. Right? So when people say, like, I don't, have my, I don't have an intuition. I don't have the voice of intuition. I don't know what that is. Or I don't even know what I would do. If I stood there and put the sunshine on my face, like, I don't even know what I would hear, right? I'm too stressed. I can't turn my mind off. That's what people say a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I can't turn my mind off. But instead of judging that, we could say, oh, I listened to this conversation with Jen and Carrie today, and they said that maybe there's something else to consider, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe it's thanking your brain for trying to keep things going all the time. And Mm -hmm. you're going to sit down and write out all those things that are on your brain and brain dump that out just so it's not there. And then you're just going to take a deep breath and be like, wow, that really is a lot to manage in my head. Mm -hmm. What if I didn't have to do that all the time? doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish every single thing on that list, but just getting it out of your head onto paper, might be a different experience, which interrupts the pattern and the habit of yep. frantically on the hamster wheel.
0: Absolutely. It's so funny. Cause I just had this conversation with my dad. So my dad, super skinny and uh, you know, he's 82 and he's, he calls it his friend. He's got like a little belly fat. So I sent him this podcast that I was listening to that was this guy talking about how we store cortisol, which is the stress hormone and creates belly fat. Right. And so my dad is a guy that literally asked me to put him on a different workout, give him a different workout almost every couple months. Right. He is the guy that is walking, but feels like that's not enough. So he'll sprint or run in between. Right. And so In this podcast, the guy was talking about doing less right? Yeah, and and how you have to keep yourself aerobic. And he thought, well, so you're saying I've got to add aerobic exercise. I was like, no, dad, you know what you need to add to your regime? You need to add meditation and maybe some yoga stretching. So you know what he says? So you want me to just sit with my palms turned up and contemplate my navel? (laughs) I was like, dad... (laughs) And he stretches because he broke his back in the Navy. And I'm saying this because if my dad can do this, all you listeners out there, so can you. Same mm-hmm. with my husband. I taught my husband in between his cases, when he's stressed, go outside, turn his face up to the sun and take five slow, deep breaths. And that sets yes. the nervous system. And then pr- and, and he loves the outdoors. So with my dad, I said to him, I guarantee in all of your stretches, you're probably doing a little meditation, but now just put a little bit more attention into what you're doing. Right. So this is what I challenge all of the listeners out there to do is just take that pause in whatever you're doing and notice the the voices in your head that are trying to tell you what you're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. and then say, I'm going to give myself permission to just sit here and just breathe. So- when I said, when you're walking, breathe. When you are stretching and you are doing your back stretch, breathe and just feel that breath move through your body and notice your breath. That in and of itself is a meditation. You don't have to sit Definitely. there and contemplate your navel and turn up mm-hmm. your palm and say, oh, <laughs> well, you're doing it. Yep. If you want to, go for it. But like, just do. And here's where you can start to exercise that self-trust do whatever you're feeling called to do in that moment mm-hmm. and let it be
1: enough just invite a little more playfulness to this right yeah. like turn on some music dance with your kids in the kitchen like be silly go back to like what is fun what's silly like stop taking it yeah. so seriously yeah and, you know? that's
0: like hard. We, and, and we understand yeah. that that's hard so yeah listeners out there that are feeling like you know what i i, I don't even know where to start well We have programs that can help you. I know that I have programs that that's exactly what I help people do because I had to learn how to do that. I was on that hamster wheel wheel, and I was completely stressed out of my mind and caught up in all the shoulds and all the doings. And it was not until I learned to trust myself that Mm -hmm. I started to take back my power over my life and over my health and my kids' health. And I started to see things shift and I started to see when I trust myself, the magic that happens. And if you are a creative and you have an idea and you think, you know what? I don't even know how to start. Carrie's an amazing coach. So I have links down below um, in the show notes where you can connect with Carrie. Carrie, do you have any any place you want to tell them to go or anything that you're working on that you would like to share?
1: Yeah, so one of that, like, this is so fun. And yes, to all the things. Um, <laughs> and the thing that I really am so passionate about, like the hill that I will die on is that we do not have to choose between making money and making memories. And we can create parts of our business or center our whole business around, you know, after eight years of really focusing on just mentoring, I've, um, I've done one on one work, I've done groups, I've done You know, self study things or whatever. And so ultimately, for me, the most power comes when we leverage our time and our clients' time. And so I have really honed in on helping people create digital products, meaning creating a course or a program or a product, a guide once, and then selling it over and over and over to be able to help more people at the same time. So for me, what that means is you get to create the thing that matters most to you that you're passionate about that you want to teach about that you want to share about whether it's gardening or coaching or mentoring or health or wellness or whatever and you get to help more people but not at your own expense not missing your own life not missing the things that matter most to you um so i created a a mostly accessible guide it's 67 dollars. you can download it it's called passion to profit um, I do have like a fast track option, which is sort of like what we're doing where there's more one-on-one support. Yeah. Um, but my favorite place to hang out with people is over on Instagram and it's just Carrie doc Gav- Gavin. I'm sure you have all the links and everything. Yep. Um, but I really, I mean, I've done, I, I very rarely will take one-on-one clients, um, unless it's a perfect fit for where we're both going right now,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, just cause it's been so full, but for the most part i i want especially us women to be able to have our own money to feel empowered to do whatever we want whether that's a little bit of extra grocery money or it's taking our family on vacation or whatever like as a single mom it was terrifying to not know where i was going to be able to make money from and there is no reason why we can't take something we're passionate about and Learn how to create, market, and sell, especially with social media, in a way that serves us and our family. We don't have to miss our own life for something we love. So um, that's the thing I'm focused on now in this season. I love it. Or my book, you can read my story. It's on Amazon. I don't know if I gave you that. I have a podcast season two is in recording, but season one is from like right before the pandemic. That's the confident, creative, daring for the dreams. But yeah, I just I love connecting, and so. Slide into my DM. Send me a message. Like, <laughs> I love humans. I love hearing yeah. people's stories. I love all the things. So, that yep. answered your question. But yeah, yeah, no,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And I will say, I'm working on my digital product that I'm working on with Carrie is about self trust, and because that's the first step. You can't kind of get all the other stuff and dive deep into the other stuff until you learn to stru- to trust yourself. So, totally. Um, We are here to support you. Carrie. thank you for coming on to The Simple Awakenings. Your story is amazing and encouraging. And all you listeners out there, you can do it too. There is power in that pivot. You just have to let your passion start to lead and guide you. Be well, everyone. Thank you.
1: If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform.
0: For more info on Jen, visit JenniferRenTolo.com. That's Jennifer, W R E N Tolo, T-O-L-O
1: T O L O.com. Thanks for listening.